0: Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Innovative Economy, where we discover the future of money, markets, and how to thrive in the new disruptive technologies. Really excited to have join us today, Daryl DiPietro, who's created four different cryptocurrencies on two platforms, is currently working on five blockchain projects under Crypto Cash Hub, And having worked as an agent for Google Play, Daryl understands how to apply blockchain technology to real world applications. He has spoken at many cryptocurrency conferences across the U.S. And one of Daryl's projects currently is the Coincierge.club, which is an opportunity to purchase coins and be treated as a loyalty club member in the hospitality industry. Daryl, welcome as our coin economy expert. So awesome. glad you could join us. Thanks Thank for you being for having here. me. Yeah, All yeah, right. Good, good. so how's everything going for you today
1: It's great. you know uh, here in Las Vegas uh, it's a little gloomy and uh, kind of enjoying it not being very sunny and hot
0: <laughs> Well you've, you've accomplished quite a few things I know a lot of people are interested in how do you create a cryptocurrency?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it's very—it's actually very easy to create a cryptocurrency. The technology side of it, um, you know, depending on how you want to approach it, some people fork existing tokens, some people use platforms that can create tokens. The actual generation of the asset is not the hard part. It's getting an economy behind it. It's getting people to want to believe in it. And that's really where, you know, the magic, magic sauce comes in or the secret sauce comes in of how you get people to want to either buy or use your asset. Because if it's not, then all it is is a bunch of lines of code. If nobody wants to use it, then there's really no use case for it. Then there's no point in doing it. Um, and so in order to create, you know, the one, uh, one of them we created on Ethereum, uh, that was very straightforward. Um, and that's why you see so many Ethereum assets out there. Uh, the other ones we created on waves, um, and we integrated that into our platform, uh, for point of sale. So you take the asset that you create, which has code, and is just simply, uh, you know, in a digital asset plat, uh, currency and then what you do is you bring in people that want to use it and want to spend or buy on that platform and that's where you get the actual currency side of it
0: and how many people do you think it takes to get buy-in to actually take care of the cost of creating a currency you know, it doesn't take a lot of people. It just takes people that
1: are actually interested in using it. I mean, you can create an asset. Let's say you had, let's say you just had a family and you wanted to create an allowance system and you wanted to use cryptocurrency for it. You absolutely could. And it could just be you, you know, you say you have three kids and, you know, a husband and there's five wallets on the platform and, you know, the Genesis account is mom and, and she pays out the kids for taking the trash out and doing, you know, the laundry and stuff like that. And you've got yourself a currency and you got yourself an economy. And then if that currency, it's backed by asset by an actual asset, then you can offboard it to other assets. And that's when it really gets interesting in these, you know, decentralized exchanges and wallets and, and atomic swaps, how far you can go with these digital assets.
0: Yeah, exactly. So can you tell our listeners why they might benefit by using a cryptocurrency instead of the dollar?
1: Well, with the cryptocurrency, everything is tracked. You know exactly what is being spent on what. You know exactly who, how many people you have on the platform. Like right now, I can tell you we have 564 wallets that hold CoinSeries, Club ClubCoin. Uh, there's over 800,000 wallets on the blockchain that we built. Those are statistics that you can't really track when it comes to the U.S. dollars. We don't know how many, not only U.S. dollars that aren't tracked in circulation, but how many counterfeit U.S. dollars are, tra- are not tracked in circulation. And so that then becomes uh, a point of inflation or deflationary tactics of, you know, how do you know what the U S dollar is actually worth? And with crypto, you know exactly what it's worth because you can run either a bot or you can go to a link or you can go to a block Explorer and you can see every single transaction.
0: Yeah. Block Explorer Yep. That well, we, we use waves Explorer
1: cause we okay. built on the waves blockchain. Um, and we use uh Pi waves uh dev.pie waves to see the back end uh and see all the wallets and see all the assets and you know currently on waves there's over thirty one thousand cryptocurrencies on there
0: wow that's a lot that's a lot so you mentioned your coin your cryptocurrency is it uh coincierge yep so tell us a little bit about coincierge dot Club. coincierge was created out of a necessity
1: to circumvent regulation in nevada um I worked in the nightlife industry for about 10 years, six of it for major hundred million dollar nightclubs and operations and management, and four of it running my own independent hosting company. And in 2016, the largest nightclub company brought the Nevada Gaming Control Board in to regulate non-gaming casino establishments. So a lot of my friends could not continue to operate in space. Um, They essentially said that any independent host was scalping tickets and made that illegal. Um, and really shifted oh, the model of how the nightclubs produce content, produce value and produce customers. So that's when I left. And that's like, you had mentioned that I went to Google and I got a, took a job as a tier one, you know, play uh, phone operator, taking phone calls for service for the Google play store, uh, third party application nice. and their verticals. Um, and then scaled up into operations in 2017, they passed a law that said you cannot regulate blockchain companies, entities require any licensing uh, or pass any taxes on it. So we're like, well, wait a minute, we can take what we know with Google, we can take what we know with cryptocurrency, and we can create a hospitality token to circumvent the laws that made my independent hosting company and many, many other companies out here illegal. And so that was the concept: was let's get a token spun out. Um, we knew that we didn't want to do it on Ethereum because Ethereum was so bogged down already. This was pre-EOS. This is pre-IOTA. This is pre-Verge. This is when there really wasn't a lot of platforms out there. And we found the Waves platform and they seem to have some pretty straightforward API documentation. Uh, It was very easy to build a node. uh, And we ran with it. And that's really where Coincierge, you know, the coin got its legs. It was really the necessity to, build dApps on top of the Waves blockchain because there weren't any that led us to build our wallet and point of sale. Um, Because when you have a coin, that's great. How do you spend it? How do you use it? Um, And so we needed to have a way for the the users or the customers to give it to the venues in order for this to actually qualify under that Senate Bill uh, 398 that was
0: passed. Wow. Well, you just gave us a lot of information and I'm going to back up just a little bit because I can just hear some people listening right now going, wait a minute, I'm lost. But first of all, is the coin seerge, is it legal? Oh, absolutely. Okay. It's actually
1: protected. It's not just legal, it's protected by a Senate bill that says you cannot tax, license or pass any regulations on any blockchain company or entity in the state of Nevada.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. So that is a state, state mm-hmm. Senate bill. Okay, yep. good. And and so then the coin, if I, let's say I wanted to buy some, what can I use it for?
1: Currently you can go in a goat sports bar and you can buy two different beers. You can use it for entry into two major nightclubs on the Las Vegas trip, Las Vegas, uh, light nightclub and Chateau nightclub. You can also use it as a gratuity for our coincierge hosts which will get you amenities like complimentary bottle service and access to these venues. So it, it's used right now, um, for soft costs in the hospitality industry. And we've, we're doing that because right now there's a major learning curve and there's a huge gap between active cryptocurrency users and everyone else in the world. And this yeah. like to go to my friends in bar or nightclub and say, Hey, by the way, I've been bringing you, you know, $200,000 a year in business. Now we want to shift that to crypto and you can't really liquidate it for a little while, they're going to tell me no. But if yeah. I say, hey, I already send you people that you're going to let in for free, why can't they pay you in cryptocurrency? They like that. Yeah. The bar, the beers that my buddy's bar gets for free uh, for from their liquor rep, uh, complimentary alcohol, they like that. That's something yeah. that they don't mind giving away, and uh, we also market up for the benefit of the venue, um, and so that allows them to kind of have that buffer. Well,
0: good, good. And are you making efforts to expand the, uh, the base that's going to accept the
1: CoinSears? Oh, yeah. yeah, so we, we currently, as far as the service part of the CoinSears model, we operate in six U.S. cities, uh, New York, Miami, uh, New Orleans, Las Vegas, San Diego, and San Francisco. As far as wow. the FinTech side, we're still only in Nevada uh, because we're protected by that law. But we also have uh, in our long-term goals, uh, in our business plan, we have one of them is to expand to Sydney, London, and Singapore. Uh, Now, because of my background in nightlife, two of my very good friends happen to live in London and Sydney. The first partner that we signed with CoinSierras back in 2017 happens to be in Singapore. So we've got these strategic connections to scale this once Uh the industry is ready to accept uh, and that's really the kind of the curve that we've got going on right now. Is um, th- there's still a lot of confidence in the US dollar. And as things start to shift towards digital assets, we know we're going to be there and be ready for that change.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good. How exciting. What a great business model you have. Thank you. Uh, so, it, what's the latest project then you're working on right now?
1: Well, it, it's also, it's all. Part of Coinciere. So Quincierge is the brand that we're bringing to market. Um, but we've been at this for about two years and, you know, we were able to get in front of a lot of VCs, but then we didn't really hear much after that. And so we decided, you know, it's time for us to take an approach where we go in and get critiqued by professionals. So we submitted and we accepted into a Santa Clara Bay area accelerator. It was an eight week program Uh, we started it at the beginning of October and I mean, that meant driving up every single week, uh, staying on friends' couches, uh, doing what you have to do, put 12,000 miles on my car. My car actually is in the shop right now getting worked on. It's a brand new Acura, but I beat the crap out of it. Um, and so we went through this accelerator program and they had us produce about 80 documents and you know, two, two, three months ago, if we were talking about customer acquisition costs, we, I wouldn't have the statistics for you. If you wanted to know my burn rate, we just didn't have the statistics because we were nightclub guys. We came out of the tech space. We didn't come out of the financial space and we're not able to build, you know, the proper forward-facing metrics. So completely humbled uh, ourselves and said we need help. Uh, This accelerator changed our lives. And they not only validated what we were doing but gave us the materials and uh, confidence to be able to go in and, you know, Talk to Jason Calacanis or talk to Andrews and Horowitz or any of the Sand Hill Road uh, VCs that are out there. Um, And so that's really the name of our game now is uh, we're bringing this back around to the hundred or so venture capitalists and angel investors that we had seen. And uh, we're going to get our late seed funding, uh, which was also interesting (laughs) because... We were calling it a Series A, and that's one of the reasons why we weren't getting those second calls. Because in a Series A, they want you to have fifty thousand in revenue a month. We're
0: just uh-huh. not there yet.
1: Um, and so that's that's really what the next project of the next horizon is: is taking everything that we've learned in this accelerator, taking all the materials that they produce for us, and rerunning it through all of these venture capitalists and investors that we've met, um, from things like you know Michael Turpin's Bit Angels all the way mm-hmm. out to uh, Rob Charles' Goldfinger Deal Club which you know we're a member of and we we were able to get in front of a lot of VCs, but just couldn't get that traction past that first meeting.
0: Yeah. But you did. And so oh, yeah. now you're ready to go to the next step. That's good. That's good. Yeah. so we're at the very beginning, you know, so you know you're a trailblazer. It's gonna happen. Yep. So with that, what do you think about our our future of money and the timeline for uh, cryptocurrency to be mass adopted?
1: I feel like um, as far as a replacement for the U.S. dollar, uh, we're still quite a ways away. Um, I feel like any catalyst for that accelerating might be uh, if we do hit some sort of economic recession. um, The writing is on the wall for it. But, you know, they said that in 2017. And this is the longest bull run that the stock market has been in in the history of the stock market. So we're prepared for that switch to happen. But we're also looking at innovative ways to weather the storm until that happens, and it could be it could be another three or four years. It could be an, a new president that comes in. It could be another presidential cycle that that spurs that. It could be Facebook and the Libra coin, uh, oh, yeah. or uh, China and their very similarly designed Libra style asset that they're going to be building. Um, it, it could be any one of those economic factors, but. Um, to put a pinpoint a date, I really don't know, but we're just prepared for that now. Uh, and in the meantime, our business model supports, uh, revenue from other streams of the business.
0: Oh, that's good. So tell us about those. I know you you mentioned you have a wallet. Yep. We have a wallet. We have a point of
1: sale. The wallet is a, is a business to consumer product. It has transactional model. Uh, we make about two cents a transaction. Um, and in order for us, when we raise our series or our late seed, uh, which is a $5 million ask, uh, that will give us about an $89,000 a month burn. And we would need to hit 4.4 4 million transactions a month to be cash flow positive at that point. Um, wow. but more importantly, we look for reoccurring revenue. And so with our point of sale in the beginning it was free. It still is free. It's always going to be free for vendors because we feel like that is the barrier to mass adoption. You know, a lot of people hold crypto, not a lot of businesses accept crypto. And that's the reason why people say that there's no use case. And so when we first started off, we looked at every reason why a vendor wouldn't take it and we just changed it. So one of the things we said was we're going to be free for the vendors. Well, that's great and all. But then we realized that not only were we enabling these vendors to accept crypto, we were giving them a USP. We were providing higher value through events and marketing campaigns that we were doing for these vendors. So we piloted this over two years with our vendor partner, Goat Sports Bar, this a little under two years. Um, and so what we created was a, a SaaS model for a premium service for the vendors. And that SAS model is 25 bucks a month. Um, and so, you know, every VC in the world wants to see, you know, the, the hockey, hockey stick up into the right. And that's where, we're going to get that from is from that SaaS model where vendors pay us $25 a month and we bring people to their events. We, we throw events at their locations and we bring 100, 200 people that will come in and buy one or two items with cryptocurrency, but 80% or 90% of their bill, they're going to use fiat. And that's a you're right until. And, you know, they're going to get that revenue that they wouldn't normally otherwise get. Um, and, uh, you know, to top it off things with goat that we did, we did a lot of their graphic design. We did some of their web management. We did a lot of their content management. Um, it, their, you know, high velocity photos for their uh, websites and stuff like that. Um, and that's the type of service that we offer to any vendor that wants to pay that $25 a month.
0: Well, that's good. That's a good, so point of sale is what that is. Mm-hmm. Point of sale product. And then what about your wallet? What uh, cryptos do you accept on your wallet?
1: We accept nearly every single one of them. Uh, Really? We accept 31,000 different decentralized assets. That includes Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dash, Zcash, every asset that's on the Waves platform. Uh, We're currently working on an interoperability swap to ERC-20 and building the ERC-20 gateway for AltMarket, which is an, an exchange that's launching currently.
0: Yeah. Okay, good, good. So, so then that's, yeah, that's a big accomplishment there, Daryl. So, in your opinion, what do you think our listeners need to do in order to thrive in this innovative economy? Um,
1: so with crypto, uh, it, it's very similar to any kind of high risk investment, you know, only invest you know five ten percent of what you have, don't put your entire net worth into crypto, diversify, um, because. The problem I saw in the crypto space early on, and it still seems to be prevalent, is, you know, in traditional finance, in order to get funding, you have to have, uh, you know, minimal viable product, you have to have traction, you have to have A-B testing, beta, things like that. With crypto, people are raising $100 million, $200 million on a white paper, on an 8, 10, 15-page document, uh, skipping, skipping seeds, skipping angel rounds, skipping friends and family, and essentially going straight to a Series A with a piece of paper. And that's scary um, because a lot of people lost money. A lot of projects, they put together a flashy white paper, Iota, they had a great use case, (laughs) but they could not execute on what they said. And they spent the money on Lambos and events at uh, Gino Lapinto's nightclub down in Miami and things like that. And so, when you, when you look at say like that dash party and what they spent on that event, you know, it, it just, how do you justify that to any type of board? Well, they don't have a board because it was just a white paper and a bunch of, you know, a bunch of tech guys that got together, put their faces on there. Um, And so that's, what's really scary about the space. So if you don't know personally the people running the project, or if you don't have, if there's not an app that you can download, if there's not, you know, features. If there's not traction, if there's not users, I would be very, very leery. Not to say that some of these, you know, white papers aren't home runs. Um, there's been there's been some good raises, and you know, EOS did like a four million dollar, four billion dollar raise uh, or something like that. But even then, they got investigated by the SEC, had to pay. I want to say like a twenty four million dollar fine, wow. and that twenty four million dollars has to come off their balance sheet from some spot, and mm-hmm. so budgeted correctly, even if you had all the legal, you know, in the world, if you budgeted correctly and you had to take $24 million off of your balance sheet, then it's going to affect your timeline or what you can do. You might have to fire an employee or two. You might have to not release a feature or two. Um, You, you know, with that particular, you know, platform EOS, they have their own kind of issues with, you know, being tied up on the Ethereum network and things like that. Um, but that's kind of my advice to anybody looking to get involved in the space, do your homework, don't go in blind. If you have friends that are in the space, great. But even that could be a detractor because I know a lot of people that were pushing, uh, BitConnect and it's like, man, really you were pushing BitConnect? Um, I, I, personally stayed clear of that. I stayed clear of BitClub. I stayed clear of USI, uh, all of those things.
0: Um, and, and I, so- Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say you stayed clear of these because you knew or how did you know or where did you get informed?
1: I stayed clear of them because I'm highly skeptical of anything that can produce revenue without a product. Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: don't believe in, you know, me making money off of somebody else losing money. Um, and that's right. what a lot of these projects were—they were Ponzi's. You know, Bit Club, I would say, is a little different. They actually had physical mining locations, but in the end, you know, their users were still just making money off of that $500 sign-up. And um, you know, that's the problem—the the money has to come from somewhere. It can't just create value out of nowhere. Uh, right. You can, however, look at asset classes that aren't being capitalized on and utilized and tokenize them. That's different. But if you're just saying, Hey, by the way, you give me a hundred bucks and then get five of your friends to give you a hundred bucks. And then we're going to give you 50 bucks off of each of them. So, you know, you just made $150 profit off of those five people and then to have them do that, that's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. And
0: it's you know, more like multi-level. Yep. yep.
1: It's <laughs> yeah. it absolutely is. And so that's where I'd draw the line. Um, and I would say for anybody looking to get involved in projects just do your research. Do do a simple Google search with the word "scam" after the business. Yeah,
0: well, that's, there's that's, a it. Lot of them. that's it.
1: That's okay. it. And, and and do news searches. A lot of people will search Google, but they'll just search the like homepage of Google. Search the news. Look and see when's the last time their founder was on a call like this. Look and see when's the last time their founders were public, were interviewed. When's the last time there was actual. Uh, news that came out uh, and not hype. Um, Because even with like projects like Tron, you know, Tron is a top 10 coin. But they release so much, hey, we're going to release an announcement soon, announcements that pump their coin value. And same thing with Ripple. Ripple, you know, oh, we were working with the banks and we're working with this and we're working with that. Mm -hmm. Well, where is all this? (laughs) I I mean, we we have enterprise partners. We're working with, well, we, we're in the process of formalizing a deal with NetSuite, uh, which is Oracle, uh, okay. and also in communications with American Express. There's nothing wrong with that, but we're not going to release an article about our potential integrations with NetSuite until we have contracts, until we have right. docs, until we have, you know, a go-to-market strategy with that.
0: Yeah, well, one thing I notice is the industry itself, the cryptocurrency industry itself moves faster than it going out into the real world and <laughs> adopting all the ideas. It's, yep. it's, uh, so, well, I really appreciate you being on the show and I wanted to ask you if there's anything that you'd like to offer our listeners.
1: Yeah. So anybody that uh, either responds to you, sends you an email, uh, responds to any threads on social media that they happen to see this on. If you download Coincierge Club application on Google Play or the Waves wallet on the iOS Apple Store and post your public address, which is public, so there's no issues with that. It's not your private key. Don't post your private key. Uh, I will personally send you 100 Coincierge Club coin, and you can come buy yeah. a beer in Vegas, next <laughs> time. You buy a beer at Goat Sports Bar, or we'll get you into one of the nightclubs um, and, and this is simply to get you to understand that there is a way to tokenize hospitality. There is a way to tokenize service. Um, and that's that asset class that I was kind of referring to earlier, where th- this entire city of Las Vegas runs on cash kickbacks. Why can't we tokenize that? Why can't we come out of the shadows? Why is it that you have to palm a VIP host, a hundred dollar bill in order to get past the line? Why can't you get a QR code?
0: yeah yeah so tokenization makes sense there definitely well thank you so much for your time daryl and you've given us a lot of information and uh we'll uh definitely send me i'll, I'll provide a link so that yep. you so the listeners can actually download their address the public address and so we can get that to daryl to give them the free tokens so when they're in vegas and for now, that's where it is, right? Well, no,
1: actually, I mean, if you wanted to go to live in Miami during Art Basel right now and you oh, helped- that's right, yeah. points, I'd hit up my buddy Bobby and say, hey, I've got, you know, three people coming in and he runs the door at Live and you're in.
0: There you go. Okay, sounds and, and, good. You know,
1: think about, you know, Vegas has hospitality companies that have a uh, larger reach. So we have Tau Group here that has Marquis, Lavo, and Tau, But in New York City, they also have Lavo and Marquis and Tao, which are major nightclubs, uh, You know, Beauty and Essex, uh, all these different ancillary venues associated with Las Vegas-based businesses that are in other cities. Hakasan is everywhere. Hakkasan's in every country, uh, but not every country, but they're in every you know continent, basically, except uh, Antarctica. So we have the ability to utilize that extended network uh, for you to be able to gain at these hospitality amenities
0: excellent excellent so if they wanted to buy more concierge coins they could go to they could purchase them through the wallet oh yeah the website yep. okay all right excellent well thank you very much daryl for your time and uh it's been great and uh i want to say uh goodbye to all our listeners and we'll see you again shortly and thanks for coming and uh have a good evening